If you're ready to revamp your summer wardrobe so that you are ready for the warm and sunny weather that is right around the corner, right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I absolutely love everything that is always recommended to me in my armoire closet, and then I get to pick what I actually want to be sent to me. I personally have loved using armoire to find my style again after having babies, after my body has changed so much. And one thing that I've really loved is finding a style of jeans that I like. I got these Madewell jeans in my last order, and I love the way they fit my body. And I also love knowing that I can feel good about sending them back and giving them another life with someone else who's renting them and I can try new things in my next shipment because I always do feel guilty if I'm constantly buying more and more to find the styles that I like and I might think that I'm going to return them but I typically end up not doing so even if I don't like them it's just a hassle to do so armoire really allows you to just rent clothing for any occasion and then send it back whenever you are done with it. Everything from a date night to a conference to even athletic clothes. Your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you for using armoire. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. And never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of roles, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. 
More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you, and that you're already enough just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm so excited to share with you today a conversation that I had with my friend Kat Steck. You can find her sharing all about secondhand shopping and conscious consumerism over at the Junkyard Journals on Instagram. And I personally just love what she's all about. She's got such a fun personality and I'm grateful I got to chat with her all about how we can begin to shop secondhand first a little more often. Now I know I say that I'm excited about every conversation that I share with you and it's true, I am. But this one is so fun because I personally love thrifting. I am a longtime thrifter. (laughs) I grew up thrifting with my parents and I love a good yard sale, but I will admit that I had some mental blocks around this and I still do and I'm still working through them. I've always had my favorite stores and I've stuck to them, especially when it came to clothing. And although I love secondhand shopping, I just never really thought that it was a place where I was going to find my wardrobe. The thing about the favorite stores that I have, they're fast fashion stores. And while I can't say that I'll never buy from them again, I can say that knowing what I know about fast fashion now makes me want to do better. And we're going to touch on that a little bit here. My personal first step towards being a conscious consumer, it's not just about clothes, but about any material good, is to just honestly pare down what I already have. Because when I have a minimized curated home, I'm able to see what I actually have. I'm able to see what I actually use and what I actually need. And I'm really able to shift my mindset around the idea of want versus need. So that's always my first suggestion is if you want to be a more conscious consumer, then clear your space a little so that you know what you have. And as you clear your space, your mindset will shift. That's just how it is. As we let go of stuff, our mindset shifts around how much we're attached to that stuff and how much value we put on that stuff. But a good second step towards conscious consumerism is what we're talking about today. And that is shopping secondhand first. It's funny, this notion of secondhand first. I've heard that phrase a lot, but it wasn't until this conversation with Kat that I realized it's actually so simple because I had these mental blocks thinking that, man, since I already have the things that I love and the stores that I love and I know what size I am, then it's going to be too difficult to try to shop secondhand for clothing for myself. And I know that that can be kind of a fear. We don't want to waste our time. We don't want to spend precious minutes in a thrift store and walk out with nothing. But Kat is here to tell you today that you can still probably find those favorite things secondhand. I can't wait for you to hear all of the practical tips she has to help you do that. I'm going to meet you back at the end of this episode to give you a few pointers on how I am doing my best to shop secondhand for all of my daughter's gifts this season. If you're listening to this at a later date, it's the holiday season, and I'm trying to shop for most of my daughter's gifts secondhand this season. But it really starts with what Kat explains in this episode. Like I said, Kat is on Instagram at the Junkyard Journals, and she's a proponent of slowing down and minimizing our consumption. She encourages people to make simple, sustainable swaps and shop secondhand, and is passionate about debunking the myth that sustainable and ethical shopping is expensive and unattainable. That is an awesome mission. So let's dive right into my conversation with Kat. Hi, 
Hi, Kat. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. And before we dive into everything we're going to talk about, I would love it if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, and what you do. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am Kat. I'm a stay-at-home mom to an almost two-year-old. My husband and I currently live in Los Angeles with our daughter and our dog, and we've been moving around the last couple years from Alaska to Washington, back to California, where I'm originally from. Um, My husband's a medical resident, so he's been in residency, in med school, and then we were both in school before that. So we've been One of us has been in school for at least the last 10 years. And so we've been just really living on a budget in some of the most expensive cities in the country. And so I've gotten really passionate about shopping secondhand in the last few years. And right now I've been on Instagram a lot, um, just doing a side thing, sharing how I'm shopping secondhand, how I'm living a more low impact lifestyle, and just sharing about how other people can do the same. Yeah. And I have loved what you're sharing and your mission. And I'm so excited to really dig into that topic of shopping secondhand and why it's important. And that's amazing that you all have been in school for so long and moving around so much. So I feel like your perspective on that has to have a lot of different facets because you've done it in different places and the shopping secondhand thing. So Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that. But before we go there, what does your journey to minimalism look like? Because you said you had told me earlier when we were talking that you have along the way kind of been diving into minimalism and, you know, sustainability and minimalism have gone hand in hand for you. So what has that journey looked like for you? Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate the ish in your minimalist. <laughs> yeah. um, it's been like a very bumpy road for me since I discovered minimalism and like filled with tons of grace for sure. I think a lot of it where I stand right now is just constantly trying to edit how I'm living my life and the purchases that I'm making. And so I really consider myself a minimalist consumer and I'm constantly working on like making my life more minimalist in how I spend my time and the things that I own and the ways in which I consume in our society. So it's an ever changing and ever growing mission for me, but something that I've been trying to learn a lot more about and um, just kind of refocus my life to have more space for things that matter. Yeah. When did that start for you? Did, and I guess all of this, any of it, shopping secondhand more often and minimalism, did it start because you were moving so much or did it start with motherhood? What did that look like for you? So growing up, my mom was a big secondhand shopper too. And funny enough, I hated going to garage sales and thrift stores with her. And she loves reminding me of that now. Um, Now that I've like built my entire life around this mission of sharing my love of secondhand. But it it's kind of like ebbed and flowed for me. I think a big push, you know, we were doing it out of necessity during these moves and by being in school, like I was thrift shopping each time we had to move and start over. I secondhand furnished, you know, our living places and got a lot of clothes. I was, I'm a former teacher, so I would get my teaching wardrobe from Goodwill because I just, we didn't have the funds for that kind of stuff. But soon it became more of why would I buy this new? And I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit, why I think secondhand is so 
important, but really like the price tag shock was a big thing for me too. Once I started shopping secondhand and knew what was available and then having to edit everything as I moved. Also, I realized like, I don't need to be buying all this stuff new. This stuff was used for a year, two years before we moved and I donated it all or had to throw things away. So my journey to minimalism Yeah, it has been bumpy, but this year, especially, or the last two years since having my daughter, I'm sure you felt this way that like, as a new mom, you're just bombarded by all these things that you need, air quotes, and all these products that are going to help you get your baby to sleep or that you need to like, even, even the minimalist stuff they, they try to sell you. Now that I'm all, you know, posting about sustainability online, I get tons of products like, oh, the sustainable things you need for your kids. It's like, that is not sustainable. I don't yeah. think just buying into a whole new market of things. Um, And I had Amazon packages coming every single day to my house. And actually, like, I'm not even a Prime member anymore just because I found that I didn't have a need for it in my life anymore, which is so far from where I was even at the beginning of this year. So, you know, it's just been like a constant road for me. But I think a lot of it has come with just realizing that like as a mom, like I am enough, I have enough, and that marketers are are trying to get us as moms since we are the most powerful consumers to buy into their products that we don't really need for a happy and fulfilled life. Yeah. I I can think back to like newborn days. We had and we didn't necessarily buy we only bought one of them new, but still it's just the fact that it took up space. We had three swings. Why? Right. For one child. I didn't have triplets yeah. or even twins. One child. I was like, it's well, just, maybe this swing will work better. Yeah. For her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what they tell you. It's like, oh, well, every baby's different. Got to try all the different ones. It's just like, okay. Well, that yeah. is, that's definitely not sustainable for the environment to have so much stuff, but also... Right. For our for a happy home, I mean, yeah, space that it takes up, and yeah, the mental load, the resources. I mean, there's so many reasons that I mean, and I think that too is like where these things really intersect with minimalism and sustainability is using what we have and knowing that what we're doing is enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I am excited to really talk about that with you. I do shop secondhand in a lot of ways, but I, I've wanted to go more exclusively, which it sounds like that's where you're at. And I've had some, I don't know, just some like mindset blocks, I think. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but before that, I want to know like what made you become more passionate and, and so passionate that you wanted to share about shopping more sustainably and secondhand and thrifting? Initially, it was really about saving money for me. I knew it was you know, better for the earth, using up what's already available. But the money factor was a big thing and still is, you know, it does save a lot of money. But this year, my family decided to go exclusively secondhand on clothing. And it's kind of trickled out into other factors of my life too, as I've kind of distinguished the needs and the wants of our family. So a friend posted that they were doing a no new clothes challenge. And I was like, well, I could do that. I thrifted a lot in the past, but I'm kind of like where you stand right now. It's like, okay, like I'll thrift when it's convenient and when I can try, but when I need something right now, Amazon's so easy or I can just run to Target. But I found myself doing a lot of impulse purchasing that way too. So 
the thrifting, doing secondhand has kind of helped me become more minimalist too, because it is distinguishing the needs from the wants. Um, But I think my real passions about sharing secondhand now come from two things. And it's the environment and the aspect that secondhand shopping secondhand reduces pollution. According to the UN, the fashion industry actually generates more emissions than all international flights and shipping combined. And so when you look at these like facts of how polluting the fashion industry is, it's kind of hard to ignore. I feel like the more I started learning, the more I started looking at clothes at Target and thinking, okay, I like that a lot. And I kind of feel like I need that. But stepping back and thinking about how many resources went into things, it was kind of mind blowing to me, even though I thought that I knew just making that that pause to really think about what I'm doing and what I'm buying um, was huge for me. It also like saves a lot of water. Over a thousand gallons of water goes into making um, just a pair of jeans. So when you're rebuying, even if you just start by doing a little bit secondhand, like the impact that is making is really huge. And then one of the biggest things to me too is It's really hard to know if you're buying from sustainable brands. There's a lot of marketing around it to make you think that you're making a good choice. So when you shop secondhand, like you know you are making a good choice. You know that you're not supplying any money towards companies that are exploiting their workers. That's been a huge thing for me is not having to... It's so hard to research every aspect of a clothing's life, like where they're getting... Um, the materials, what the factory conditions are like. Like we don't really have a system in place right now that's really transparent. So it's really hard to know like how sustainable um, your clothes are and how well the workers are being treated. But when you shop secondhand, you're not supporting any kind of exploitation of the workers in in those um, stages of the clothing's life. Um, So that's been something I've been really passionate about just sharing with other people because I feel like a lot um, of women that I've talked to and shared this with, it's really that like we just haven't made that connection yet um, or had the knowledge of it. So I just encourage people when they're shopping secondhand to share like what you can find and why why you're doing it. Yeah. And I think that that is so helpful to know. And it's something that we, I feel like a lot of us, we know it to a certain extent. There's so much more behind that. And there's so many, there's so many more reasons to shop secondhand than I think we think right off the bat. Like, yes, it saves money. Yes, it is helping with the environment, which is really important right now. I think right. a lot of us are, are seeing that more and more that a lot of people are making those steps and and this is one big step that we can take the thing is i i know that in the past i'll be honest i've just kind of been like okay well i know that this could help me financially i know that this could help in a lot of other ways but also it feels hard and not to the point where it's not accessible like there are thrift stores around me but it feels hard when like you said we have these last minute things we might need to grab and oh it would just be easier to go to Target or whatever your favorite store is or shop online because you know that you'll maybe find a go-to thing there. So so what are some simple steps towards starting to shop more sustainably or instead of 
going on impulse and saying like, oh, I need to find this one thing. I almost know I can find it at Old Navy. What what can help us make that switch to heading to a thrift store instead or just shopping secondhand in general? I think the number one thing is using what you have first and shopping your own closet or shopping your own home if it's something other than clothing. Um, Also like borrowing from friends. I think it was you who had talked about borrowing, you were having an event and you were borrowing dishes or was that you? I'm always borrowing any event. We're borrowing from family uh, right around us because, you know, extra chairs, extra dishes, extra anything that we need. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many people in our communities that we can tap for these resources instead of, you know, the impulse, the impulse buys. And I think just that pause of, is this something that I actually need? Or is this something, um, you know, that I just saw at the dollar bin and feel like I need right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think considering how many times an item is going to be used by you. So if you're buying a dress for like a holiday celebration, is that dress ever going to be used again by you? And is there something else that you could borrow or that you could wear from your closet instead? But then also knowing your thrift stores. So I suggest that anyone who's interested in thrifting, go on a trip where they're not actually bringing a list or looking for anything, but just pop in kind of see what's available. I live a busy life bringing a toddler along with me thrifting too. And I make it work mostly by bringing like good snacks and sticking (laughs) her in a cart. So I like to look for, if you're shopping with a kid, I really like to look for that they have carts and that if you're shopping for clothing, that clothes are sectioned into sizes because that can make it a lot easier to shop. But I do suggest looking in multiple sizes, but it's just easier to not have to dig through as much. So kind of knowing your thrift stores. There's also so many wonderful resources online now. So I really suggest no one has to get rid of Amazon or get rid of these apps that they're using, but taking away the app and still keeping that as your backup plan is a great thing. So choosing secondhand first. Maybe you're not going to go exclusively into secondhand, but you're going to try to try one um, option of finding it first. So if you're looking for something last minute and you have 10 minutes to pop into a thrift store, pop into the thrift store for 10 minutes. You don't find anything, go to your second option that would have been what you did first. So kind of um, just rerouting like um, your natural habits to try Um, a secondhand one first. Poshmark is great for this. I know a lot of people know about that, but it's just a website where people, independent people put up their closets online and you can search even, you find a dress in a department store, search the exact dress. You can search like um, black lace dress from blank store. And you, I've so many times found the exact item that I was about to buy secondhand and it's also at my door in three days. So um, I think just kind of switching our mindset into how can I either do I need this or how could I opt to get the second hand first before I buy it? Yeah, I love that. And I 
honestly think that that takes so much of the pressure off. I know that whenever we use language that's like, okay, I'm only going to buy secondhand, it can easily, we can easily find ourselves being overwhelmed by that and totally. quit and then be like, forget it. That was a stupid idea when we could just be a little more gracious about it with ourselves and just be like, hey, I'm going to just try this option first every single time. And when it doesn't work out, like that's okay. But it, more times than not, it probably will because yeah. there are so many options, like you said. What are some of your favorite options? Like, what do you go to first when you feel like, okay, I need to add, or maybe not even need, but sometimes it is a want. Right. Like, okay, I want to add right. something. I mean, so, I'm definitely not living like a needs based life. I have right. like, tons of <laughs> tons of thrifted art in my house. I have like all the clothes I want. I have pretty much like I could be so much more minimalist, but. I am opting for them secondhand. And it has been a change for me too that now I'm like, oh, I can't find this secondhand. Eh, I don't really need it in the first place. you know. Yeah. So that's been a big change for me. But my go-tos are definitely the actual thrift store. And bringing a list to the thrift store is really helpful, to, especially if you're trying to live a more minimalist lifestyle because it can be really... Um, tempting and like I've been caught into this like if I get in the basket section I cannot be a minimalist like I'm like a basket for shoes a basket for this a basket for this a plant basket here but so the thrift store but if I'm looking for something specific I'm often on Poshmark for clothing I'm on Facebook Marketplace is a great resource for like furniture and what's really awesome about that is it's all local too actually my best friend in Los Angeles, I met through a Facebook marketplace (laughs) exchange. So, you know, you're actually meeting people in your community as well, which is really cool. There's also an app called Done Good, which is a pretty new app. But if you're buying new, but want to buy sustainably, it kind of guides you into what companies are cruelty free, what companies don't use sweatshops. So it's a good thing just to check if you are still buying things new, like just know what you're buying. That um, I I like Poshmark as well, and I've tried ThreadUp before, and I like that option. Yeah, I feel like great. that's such an easy option because the returns are free and everything. Yeah. So that's helpful. I'm taking a quick break to thank one of today's sponsors, Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance and they have literally 9,000 five-star reviews. They've been featured on places like the Today Show, Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, just to name a few. So their products work, people love them, I love them, and they are formulated without aluminum, parabens, talc, and it's worth it to say no to these toxins when it comes to products that we use on our bodies every day. Native's deodorants are filled with ingredients found in nature that you can actually pronounce and understand, like coconut oils, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Their products have free shipping and returns, and they work. I've tried out other natural deodorants before, and nothing quite works like Native. I never really have to reapply, even after working out or taking a walk or just wearing it all day. Plus, I love their scents. I personally love the eucalyptus and mint, and that's the one that I have, but they have something for everyone. They have coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose. Plus, they've got seasonal scents, and right now they have a candy cane scent for the holidays. They even have an unscented baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. 
I feel like this would be a really good stocking stuffer, especially for your spouse or significant other. So you can get 20% off your first purchase if you visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code minimalish during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code minimalish. All right, friend, let's get back to today's conversation with Kat. Okay, so one thing that when we had talked about different things is, you know, sustainability as an overarching umbrella is just such a large topic. For sure. Uh, But one thing we talked about is just this idea of, okay, thrift stores, but then like donation centers in general and actually donating our clothes. So it's one thing to find your go-to places to find a new item. But what about when we're donating clothes or I guess like furniture, anything that we might be donating? Something that I realized on Instagram through a question someone asked is that some donation centers might be better options than others. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you, how do you, when you are ready to donate something, um, how do you go about that? Well, I think the number one thing, and I think you would agree with me too, is not bringing things into your home which you think you are going to donate right, in, a, right. in a short time frame. So that's like the number, the number one thing there. Um, but the donation centers are so tricky because you kind of feel like you're doing a good thing, but you don't necessarily know what is actually happening to the stuff that you drop off. And it's not really the donation center's fault either uh, or responsibility to sort through all of our trash and all of this cons- overconsumption and excess we've done. So I do feel very frustrated at the fact that a lot of these donation centers, the items don't always end up on the floor getting sold and into people's hands. I feel very frustrated by that too. But I do see the process that they're getting this huge influx of stuff and they're having to sort through what is actually going to sell in their stores. So what I like to do is do like one step before the donation centers. Um, So one great thing is like posting stuff for free on Facebook Marketplace. Um, So if you have larger items or even clothing, you can post items for free on Facebook Marketplace when I've done this before. People will literally be at your house in 20 minutes. People love free stuff. So that's a great option. If you're getting rid of sheets or towels, those things aren't really high turnover at thrift stores. They can be like if they're in excellent condition, but most likely when we're donating our old towels, they're old stained towels. No one wants to buy that. Um, So bringing them to animal shelters, they can use them as bedding. And then things that could go to schools like books, crayons. So just kind of thinking about who in your community could be using these things as a first step before you hit the thrift stores. I mean, thrift stores do wonderful things and they're great. And I'm glad people donate to them because my whole house, my whole wardrobe is furnished through the people who donate. But, you know, there are steps to take before that. There's also a group that's nationwide in the United States called Buy Nothing Project. And so you can go to buynothingproject.org to find your local chapter. And basically it's hyper-local groups where communities members are posting items that they no longer need for free. And it might be items from your house, clothing, even fruit from your trees and people close nearby in your neighborhood come get those things. And I've 
given my diaper genie on that. I've given away makeup when I um, decluttered my bathroom, like unused makeup, even like a used self-tanner. People yeah. just, you know, get things. And so that's a really great resource for getting rid of stuff locally. I, that's the thing is with donating, once someone dives into minimalism, okay, well, we kind of have to do that step. And it's like, okay, we need to quickly, after we donate everything, as quick as we possibly can, get to that mindset of just, okay, now I need to think about what I'm bringing in so that, that I'm not consuming as much and not adding to this load that's going to the donation centers. But that first, I always want to encourage people to not feel afraid to let go of stuff in the beginning because absolutely our mindsets can't really get to that point of enough. At least I, I don't think that I would be able to whenever my brain is so cluttered because my environment is so cluttered and it helps to have less stuff to really see that like, okay, even without this thing that I used once a month that isn't really necessary for me. I'm going to be okay, you know? So it is important to have these resources and have these options. We donated so much through Buy Nothing and we had such a good group where we lived before. It was awesome. I mean, I even just enjoyed being on there and seeing what people were giving each <laughs> yeah, other. And it makes you feel so grateful for your community and how yeah, generous they are. Yeah, I know. I got like a handmade clay mug from a local artist that was giving away so like sweet. imperfect mugs and stuff. Uh -huh. So it's a fun place to be in general. But definitely a great place to give stuff away. And I think that's really important what you said too about like the perfectionism of sustainability. Like there's no way to be fully sustainable. Do I shop exclusively secondhand? Yes. But do I also fly sometimes, which is way worse than buying a, a new t-shirt? Yeah, you know, I do. Like there's so many things that are... I, like I'm such a hypocrite, you know, like there's no way to do this perfectly, but I think it's the effort of all of us trying to do something. We're not going to be zero waste. Like I'm not, I'm not at all zero waste, but I'm trying to do better. And I think that's, that's the whole message of this is that trying to shop secondhand or trying to be more conscious about our purchases as our first step is, you know, all we can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that when it comes to shopping secondhand, it is, although it might feel hard, it is kind of one of the easier steps that I think we can take because there are so many options. Even we might not be aware of them right now, but hopefully this episode is bringing, <laughs> bringing that to light that there are options all around us for that. So it's a, it's a good either first step or whatever, you know, second step in the direction of, of having less of a footprint. So I have two questions that I ask every guest, but before we get there, I'd love you to let our listeners know where they can find you online so that they can kind of follow more of your journey and all of the helpful information you put out there about this. Yeah, absolutely. So I am mostly on Instagram right now um, at the Junkyard Journals, and I am starting a monthly newsletter. So you can sign up for that on there too. And I'll just be sharing tips for shopping secondhand and tips for making your home and your life a little bit more sustainable. That's awesome. And I love following along with you too. So thank you. I will send everyone over there. <laughs> um, okay. Now, before we kind of close this out, I love to ask every guest, what is something that you're simplifying right now? Holidays. And I saw that this morning you and um, the Minimal Colonial put out something on simplifying holidays. So I'm excited to dig into that. But 
with so much family coming into town for holidays and combining families. It's everything I can do to just think about how I can simplify it so it's more time together and less making turkey and all of this crazy, crazy nonsense around all the festivities. Yeah, yeah. It it is uh it can be a crazy time of year, but we all want it to be like a more joyful time of year and it should yeah. be. And I mean, there are a lot of circumstances that can make it hard, but for the most part we can we can kind of lessen the load of that. I meant to ask you this actually, now that you brought it up. Do you set shop secondhand for gifts? I do and I don't. So it is the one area that I will buy new things in, but I do use that secondhand first mentality and gifts too. And I kind of think like, okay, well, if you know me, <laughs> you know that like, that's what you're getting. I'm not giving secondhand gifts to be cheap. And I'm not giving secondhand gifts because it's like, uh, this is what I found. It's like, I will, I will shop specifically for someone and intentionally for someone and find something unique that way. Or I'll, like I said, um, find like, consciously find a company and a product that I know um, the the recipient would use or gift an experience, which I'm sure is something that you um, are passionate about too, is gifting experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Um, when I think about what, you know, grandparents are going to get yeah, Gemma. I I was thinking like, oh, what about memberships to museums? Right, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to make a list of things like that, and that is those are all such good ideas. Yeah, I know. Um, and my relatives have been so on board and learning so much with me too. And I think that's the whole thing is like we're all learning together. Like no one's perfect. This isn't to shame anybody. It's just to say, hey, like all this stuff is already out there. Like, let's find a way to use it, you know, and let's yeah. find a way to make this work for us. Yeah, we definitely do a lot of secondhand um, shopping for gifts for my own child. <laughs> I'm always mm-hmm. like, yes. kids toys or whatever. That is so easy to find. It's so Gently easy. Gently used secondhand. That's the stuff with all of the kids stuff. Parents get rid of it so frequently, like the clothes the, the clothes they wear for three weeks, you know, right, and then right. the toys are played with for so short a span of time. So it's such a wonderful place to shop for kids. Yeah. We, um, I like to, people always ask about certain things in our house and always the things they ask about. So we have like a stoked high chair, which is $400. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I got that for free on buy nothing. And our kitchen helper was a Facebook marketplace find our Ikea, yes. our Ikea kitchen <laughs> was a Facebook marketplace find. It's so it's fun. I enjoy shopping secondhand for her because I always know that eventually I'm going to find it and I keep my eye out for it. Right. And the brag that you get to do at the end too of, Oh yeah. my $500 high chair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was free. You know, <laughs> exactly. And I think that's so important that as moms and as the most powerful consumers, that we're talking about what we're doing, especially in this world of we're on, in, I mean, obviously both of us are on Instagram all the time and we're targeted by all these ads or just people that are saying, hey, shop this sweater off my, literally off my back. Right. We, we can do better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. And then my second question is what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? So my 
biggest second hand purchase of all time happened this year. My husband and I bought a vintage camping trailer and we kind of restored it a little bit and we um, just took a big trip in it. And so I just can't stop talking about Peanut, her name is. And she's a 1960s trailer and we've just been having so much fun with our daughter in it this summer and just trying to really build some memories that are about spending family time together and getting us outdoors. Yeah. So I just can't talk enough about how important it is for people to be outside and connecting back into nature and spending time with their loved ones. Yeah, that's so fun. Is has um camping with a toddler been fun? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was definitely lower the expectations to as low as possible. And this will be a story for later. Yeah, we ended up going to Mammoth and it was 24 degrees at night and we didn't have like electricity, but she was bundled up in the bed with us bundled up just like a huge nugget of uh, fleece and all this stuff. And I mean, it, it's memories and she did fine. Only like 10 wake-ups during each <laughs> night, you know, but, you know. you know, it's like there's nothing to do the next day except sit around and nap and, you know, cook some food. So the pre- taking the pressure off of a family vacation was like such a beautiful thing. Yeah. We stayed in a camper just for one night a couple of months ago well it was over the summer and yeah it was fun it was funny because at first I was like oh yeah we'll set up a pack and play and then as we got closer (laughs) I was like there's not gonna be space for a pack and play it was a big camper but in my head I was like this is not what I this is smaller than that right when we got there I was like yep my assumptions were right and she doesn't really sleep with us ever. So that yeah, was same. <laughs> other than when she was like maybe four months old or something. Right. And it was just so funny. She was so excited, but also didn't know how to fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was kind of a mess, but it was a good memory. Exactly what you said. A good memory. Yeah. Talk about yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We thought the same thing about the pack and play. And we're, I, I don't know, like when I, first found this ad on Facebook Marketplace, I did not think my husband would agree to it. And I shot it over to him. And he was like, okay, let's look. And we thought too, that there was more space and that maybe it was a little more glamorous than originally noted. But it's been a really cool thing. And we're trying to pawn it off on some of our friends too, to take it out on trips and for them to make memories in it as well. So that's so fun. Yeah. Well, that's such a fun thing to not (laughs) stop talking about. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm just excited for this topic to get out there more. I'm excited that you're sharing about it. I'm excited to try a little bit better. Like yeah. I was telling you um, before we started talking, that was the last minute. Oh man, I could really use this. And I am passing Goodwill on my way to, which yeah. nearby is pretty good. I'm like passing it on my way to Target. I'm, yeah, I could stop there. It might take me longer. And then I just go to Target or something. And I now I love that tip that you gave. Okay, give yourself 10 minutes. And then if you don't find it, it's not a big deal. You know, go with your second backup option. Um, That really helps. So so thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on and getting the word out there a little bit more about this. I love what you do about minimizing, you know, all of the pressures in our lives and the consumption that we're doing. And I just love following along with you too. I know that ever since that conversation, I have had a new mindset 
of shopping secondhand first. And it's really something I want to take into the new year with me. But as I said at the beginning, if you're listening to this during the time it comes out, it is the holiday season. And one of my goals in this season is to shop for my daughter almost fully secondhand. Now, we did get something given to us, and that is new. It's these beautiful wooden blocks. But otherwise, what I'm spending my money on is secondhand. Before I go into that, I want to know, did you love this episode? If you thought it was helpful in some way, or if you enjoyed listening in, could you share it on Instagram or text it to a friend? Sharing it helps grow this minimalist community And I just love hanging out with you all here each week. So I appreciate it so much. I'm grateful that you're inviting more people to come and hang out with us on Wednesdays. So thank you for that. And let's talk about secondhand first. I just wanted to give you some tangible steps to how I do that, which is very similar to what Kat said, but I kind of wanted to reiterate it as I concluded this episode because it was definitely my biggest takeaway and Kat made it so simple. I just want to tell you the way that I've been doing it especially as I've been shopping for my daughter's gifts. And this can work for any time of year. This can work for birthdays. This can work for any time you're shopping for yourself. So the first thing I do is I know what I want, right? So I am not just browsing around and deciding on random things as I see them on sale or as I even see them for sale secondhand because I could end up with a lot of things I don't need if I just browse around secondhand sites. And I could also spend hours. Like, it's a hobby for me, so I try not to do that. So what I do is I make a list wherever would make sense for what you're shopping for. So right now, as I'm shopping for holiday gifts for my daughter, I make a list on Amazon. And therefore, I can see the general pricing and I can just have a list right in front of me of what it is I'm looking for. You might make a list on your favorite clothing store's website and whatever it would look like for you for what you're shopping for. Or you might make a list even somewhere else if you're looking to curate your wardrobe a bit. Maybe you just need to make a list on paper. So make a list, start with a list. And then from there, I start shopping around on different sites. So when it comes to kids stuff, I typically use Facebook Marketplace and Mercari. And Mercari is an app that I am tagging in the show notes. In fact, all of the apps that we've talked about are all tagged in the show notes and you can click those links and go right to the app. But I love Mercari for clothing and for kids stuff. But I also try to be loose on the brands. Now, right now I'm looking for a baby doll stroller and I could be very particular and say, I want the specific stroller that goes with the brand of baby doll that I'm getting, but it's not necessarily realistic to find that secondhand. And when it comes down to it, does that really matter? It might matter to you more if it's a clothing item you're looking for, but in that case, there's a lot more options. So I look around on that app, I look around on Facebook Marketplace, and if I really need to, I even pop into a few thrift stores to see if I can find even just a similar item. In the first couple of days, I found two of the things I was looking for for her, and right now I'm still keeping my eye out for two more items. If the items are listed at a price to where with shipping or by the time I would drive out to the place via Facebook Marketplace or whatever other way I'm finding this item, it would cost more than to have the item shipped new. My first instinct is to just buy it new. That's what I used to think. Like, man, I might as well just get this new. I can get it at the same price. But 
Secondhand shopping isn't just about saving money. So I try to talk with the seller about the fact that, you know, I could buy this new for the same price. And is there any way you could go lower on the pricing? Because when it comes down to it, shopping secondhand is good for the environment as well. And it's good to use what's already out in the world and what's already been used and loved. But I also don't want to pay full price for it because it is a money saving option as well. The last thing I do is that if a couple of weeks go by or whatever time frame I have in mind and I haven't found that item, then I will buy it new. That's the last resort and I'm not going to get down on myself about it. I am doing the best that I can to do better, but it's not going to look perfect. So again, this is just how I'm using what Kat talked about in this episode. I literally decided that this is what I was going to do after I chatted with her. And I'm so thankful that she inspired me to do this because it's saving us money this season. And I also really feel good about the fact that I'm not buying brand new toys that who knows how much my daughter actually will use them. And once I donate them, you know, they're just adding to that load that goes to the thrift stores, which Kat and I talked about in this episode. I would love to hear about your own thrift shopping systems or ways in which this episode has inspired you. So if you want to share those on Instagram as well, if you want to message me on Instagram and let me know, just tag me in them if you share them. Message me. You can find me at minimalish.desiree. I love hearing about all the ways that you are learning and growing from the podcast because that's what I'm doing here each week too. I'm learning and growing and I'm sharing it with you. All right, that is all for this week. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will talk to you right back here again. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.